Maximize Your Influence is your podcast for the latest persuasion, sales, and negotiation techniques. Our mission is to help you influence on command, anyone, anytime, anywhere. Your host is the author of Persuasion IQ, Laws of Charisma, and the best-selling book, Maximum Influence. Now, your host, Kurt Mortensen. Hi-de-ho. I'm not sure where that came from, but this is Podcast 382. Kurt Mortensen here. Maximize your influence. As we start getting in over the next couple of weeks, the traits, the characteristics of top persuaders. It's always interesting that you look at two people, same education, same background, same type of area, but one's accomplishing three, four, five times more than the other. What do they have that the other person doesn't have? We're going to go over that in the next couple of podcasts. I call this your Persuasion IQ. And of course, you can always take your Persuasion IQ assessment at MaximizeYourInfluence.com. Also, the place you can get the free book, Maximum Influence, the latest edition. Pick up a little shipping and handling and check out Influence University. Everything you need is right there. The archives are there also. So glad you're all here. As everyone knows, we all persuade for a living. Challenges your default setting is you tend to persuade others how you like to be persuaded. Wrong and wrong. You need to persuade them how they want to be persuaded. Having a semi-crazy week, doing some things online, things face-to-face, adding sales tools or sales hacks to the new program, 111 Sales Hacks. And of course, today we're going to get into a little self-persuasion, a little mindset, because if you can't persuade yourself, you can't persuade other people. And since we're talking about Persuasion IQ, let me ask you a little Persuasion IQ question. When I talk to clients and customers, and that's one of the fun things I get to do is I get to interview people after they've lied to you or said what? It's too expensive, can't afford it, talk to a spouse, talk to a partner, I'll call you later, I'll be back, which about 67% of the time is a lie. So here's the question. So when clients or customers tell us what they love about their personal persuader, I mean, someone that they accept as an expert that have persuaded them. Which one of these did not make the list? We're looking at characteristics and traits. Dependable, sincere product knowledge, kept promises, and friendly. Now, those are all pretty important things, but which one did not make the list? A, dependable, B, sincere, C, product knowledge, D, kept promises, E, friendly. Which one would be at the bottom of the list? Product knowledge. (laughs) Who knew? I mean, they want an expert, someone that can persuade them, but they also want people dependable, sincere, keeping promises, and friendly. Product knowledge is up there, but not top four. Interesting. Hopefully, you got that one right. Now, if I had my druthers, I would say all of the above, but that one was not in the top four. So with that, let's get to the geeky, scarly article of the week. Since we're going to talk a little bit about mindset, they found a new factor in success, a strategic mindset. This comes from the National Academy of Sciences, University of Singapore, Stanford University, and Dr. Patricia Chen. Basically, people with a strategic mindset tend to apply more effective strategies when working towards their life goals and make greater progress towards them. So they looked at successful entrepreneurs, business people, students, athletes, And those who were more successful, they said they tend to be more strategic. And since they were more strategic, they were more effective than others in meeting challenges. So they did the research and called it a strategic mindset. 
and they found these people in all aspects of life to apply more effective strategies when working towards their goals in life. And they looked at different goals, educational work, health and fitness, grades, and this made the biggest difference. And then, of course, they're asked, can people learn a strategic mindset? And the answer through the research was yes, it can be a taught. They did an experiment. They actually taught people how to be more strategic in their behaviors. And the people that are taught versus the people that weren't taught performed a task better. So you're like, okay, how does this strategic mindset work? What is this thing? Basically, there's key things people need to do when they hit a challenge. And when people can step back and come up with new strategies, a different way to look at it, a different way to approach it, they were more successful. And they learned that these people, when they approach a challenging goal, they don't just give up. It's impossible. Why try? I can't do it. Those would definitely cause you to fail and to give up. Here's some questions you can ask yourself that they found through this research. Things like, what are the things I can do to help myself? Is there a way to do this even better? Is there something I've been working on that isn't going so well? And what can I do differently? Is there another approach I can try to help this go better? And I saw this with research that looked at different entrepreneurs and why they were successful and others weren't. Because the first thing they tried didn't work. They adjust it, they fine-tune it. And sometimes it's the second and third thing. Different strategy, different mindset, different approach, different way of looking at things. And I've seen this done in seminars before. Where do you have a problem? List 30, 40, 50 things to solve it. Be creative, different solutions. Instead of trying the same things over and over and over again. So have options, different strategies, different way of looking at it. Have other people look at it. Different backgrounds, different industries, different professions. Get some different ideas. Let others help you strategize because I bet you're too close to it. But that's an interesting study, again, by the National Academy of Sciences. So there's your Geeky Scarly article, which brings us to the Persuasion Blunder of the Week. Don't, don't, don't! This goes to a company, it looks like it's a cryptocurrency Bitcoin company. This is a banner ad that was sent to me. I clicked on it, curious, that you can get up to $1,000 bonus, a limited offer, just for joining. So you get this up to $1,000 just for joining. Has a picture of money getting put into a piggy bank. And, you know, that's not so bad. It was actually a decent-looking ad. So let's talk piggy banks. That's a blunder right there. I've got a funny comic, piggy bank, try to use it in Italy, over their head. That's a North American concept. When I use it in the Middle East, doesn't work. So that alone, not knowing cultures, could be an issue. So let's get back to the blunder. Then right below that, rules and terms. Okay? There is a list of what a lawyer must have put together of 17 rules and terms. Nope, that looks like 18 rules that takes up most of the page. I mean, scary stuff. They're talking about sub-accounts and what you can do with the rewards and the terms of service and the right to modify and the right to interpret and the right to give you the bonus whenever they feel like it. This will be counted. That won't be counted. Anyway, number one, a confused mind says no. Number two, your rules, and I know you need them, you need to cover your rear end, shouldn't be most of the page because they're confusing, they're overwhelming, they cause me to have objections, and I think it's not going to be worth it. All of those, every single one I just talked about, is a brick in the brick wall of resistance. You have to be careful. Keep it simple, not overwhelming. Maybe a link at the bottom. Maybe simplify them. 
I mean, really, do you need 18 of these things? Or if you do need 18, release them a little bit at a time. I mean, there's so many violations here to different laws of persuasion. Keep it simple. Trickle it to them if you need to. Simplify the language. Fire your lawyers. And I know you need lawyers. I know many of you are lawyers. Because there's a fine line between being persuasive and being legal. I mean, you want to have both. But there's a line somewhere in the middle. That is our persuasion blunder of the week. Which brings us to listener email. Oh, boy. By the way, my email is Kurt, K-U-R-T, at MaximizeYourInfluence.com. And when you use your email on the show, you get free access to InfluenceUniversity.com, the gold level. This is Peter from Missouri. That's in the United States for our international listeners. This is Kurt. I've been working my mindset, or as you say, your self-persuasion. I've been enhancing my persuasion IQ and listening to your audios. I'll just say thank you. What do you feel is the most important trait of top persuaders? The mindset. What are they doing differently? Well, the most important one is probably the one you're not doing. So I know you don't want to hear that, but let's go over a few and I'll highlight a few things. Let's talk about persuasion IQ and mindset. That self-persuasion. That self-leadership. This is the psychological edge that top persuaders have, great leaders have, charismatic people have. They've programmed their mind for success. And surprisingly, well, not surprisingly, it's a lot like sports and athletes. To train your brain to be a professional athlete is pretty much the same to train to be a professional persuader to be successful. That you control your brain and your brain doesn't control you. That's the difference. Because everyone has dreams and motivations and aspirations, but they fall short because they let their brain take over. And your brain, if you let it, will follow the path of least resistance, do the easiest thing, find the easiest habits, and those habits could be bad. I mean, some of them might be good, but a lot of times they're things that are holding you back. Because when you have that psychological edge, you're more self-disciplined. You can rebound after a loss. You're always improving and growing, and you can deal with your mistakes. And in your mind, it's okay to make a mistake. You, okay, where did it come from? You deal with it and you move on. You learn from it. I like to compare it to a computer. You could have the best hardware, the fastest hardware, everything top of the line. But if you don't have the right software to run on there, it's not going to matter. And that's the same thing's true with you, with your mindset and your brain and your programming. So the first thing to think about, and I'll talk about the top ones here. I know you want the most important one, but the most important one is the one you feel is your weakest link is your thought direction. I've talked about before that your thoughts control your emotions and your emotions control your actions. What did Ralph Waldo Emerson said? A person's what they think about all day long. And I've also heard that no thought can reside in your mind rent-free. Where your thoughts take you? Because if your thoughts control emotions, they control actions, you have to realize your thoughts are controlling your actions. And most of your thoughts are probably negative. Have you ever done the rubber band test that every time you had a negative thought, you snapped your wrist, right? People don't last very long, but be aware of those thoughts. They have consequences. And I'm not a big fan of people that say, oh, that's stinking thinking. You shouldn't think that way because you do. But here's the difference between mediocrity and success. Those stuck in mediocrity or failure, they have a negative thought and they give it a place to grow, a nice, warm, fertilized, moist place to grow. And so they have this negative thought. Oh, what if that happens? That could happen. It might happen. What if it does happen? It's terrible. It happens. Oh, man. And so they see this bad thing happening. They've given it a place to grow. And successful people have the same negative thought, but they just redirect their thoughts. That's the key. 
to redirect your thoughts, not to dwell on it. Everyone has negative thoughts. It's what you do with them. If you dwell on it, that's going to have negative consequences. But if you redirect it to something more positive, something more interesting, that changes the game. It takes a little practice being aware and redirecting those thoughts. The other one to think about, too, is your belief system. Do you have conflicting beliefs? I've talked about it before that when people are in first and second grade and they're told something about themselves, positive or negative, smart, strange, weird, dumb, ADD, slow learner, good learner, fast learner, any of those, they become beliefs. Your brain at that age is not mature enough to refute the belief. So all these beliefs have been programmed in your brain. And now as an adult, you have conflicting beliefs. It's like two control towers telling a plane what to do. It's going to end in devastating consequences. And that's what happens to adults. They have conflicting beliefs. And you can never hit the target with two guidance systems. A torpedo will not hit a target with two guidance systems telling it what to do. For example, you want to be wealthy, but money's the root of all evil. Now, I know they don't conflict in real life, but they could conflict for you. You want to have job security, but then you want to have entrepreneurial freedom. Again, is that conflicting? You want to be at the top of your career, but family comes first. You love to eat, but want a healthy body. You want to be adventurous, but you got to get all your ducks in a row. More free time, but you want to be financially independent, and that takes time. You want to reduce debt, start investing. You want to be spiritual, but you also want to be wealthy. Again, many of these don't conflict in real life, but they could conflict for you. Again, conflicting beliefs, you can't hit the target. And you'd be surprised things have been implanted in your brain, the beliefs you've learned from osmosis, that 75% of your beliefs are the same as your parents, that you need to address. You're like, oh, it's not an issue. Oh, are you sure? Conflicting beliefs holds a lot of adults back. Another one is your ability to visualize. Persuasion, I've talked about it, that if you can't see it mentally, it's not going to happen physically. The universe will not reward you physically until you see it mentally. Just have it. When you have a vivid vision, when you can see it, taste it, touch it, feel it, it brings meaning and purpose to your life. It brings commitment and persistence. When you think about your future, it should excite you. Just like an Olympic athlete. They visualize that gold medal thousands of times to the point when they win doesn't always surprise them because they've seen it so many times. Just realize the opposite of vision is worry. Worry is negative goal setting. It sucks the life out of you. It expends your energy. When you have a vision of the future, decisions are easy. Winners win in advance. They see it ahead of time. So when you think about your future or what you want to accomplish and you're worried, what if, and worry is a form of fear, by the way, it's because your vision's not strong enough. So what can you do? Create a vision board, cut pictures out, put them on a piece of paper, if that's your thing. You're a screensaver. A lot of people like to visualize before they go to bed so your subconscious mind's brewing on it all night long. Whatever works for you. Maybe you want to write your vivid vision down on a piece of paper, just your perfect day and what it looks like and how your life's going to be in a few years. Pick one, go with it. Work on your vision. Then you got to look at your habits. Are they healthy? You have good habits, you have bad habits. We are creatures of habit, and 90% of your behavior is based on habits. So you have to ask yourself, where are your habits taking you? What habits are keeping you from your goals? But think of one bad habit that you can fix, that you can change. Better than change, how are you going to replace it? If you have a bad habit of eating ice cream late at night... Replace it with yogurt or a walk with TV. Replace it with the book, whatever it is. For most people, it's hard to change a habit. But when you replace it with something, when you feel like doing it and you replace it, that's much easier than just to stop and not do it. Replace it with something. Because these habits are costing you money. They're costing you success. What is that one habit you need to change? 
And final one I'll talk about is accountability. Stop rationalizing and start taking action. Stop blaming everybody else. You know, I'll get started later or... Well, I gotta get all my ducks in a row. I don't have enough support. I'm too tired. Oh, the economy. I'm not sure how to start. I tried it before and it didn't work. It's too expensive. It just won't work. Whatever the complaint is, take action. One of my early mentors, Brian Tracy, taught me something and I really love it. He says, it doesn't matter who you work for. They say you work for a large corporation, still print out a business card with your company name or make up a company name, put president. People are like, president? Yeah. Act like a president of your own company, whether you work for a large corporation or not. Because when you point fingers, when you blame and you're not accountable, you'll never be successful because it'll never be your fault. You could only make changes if you say, okay, I've got to make this change. I've got to do this. I'm accountable. I'm not going to point any fingers. Again, you can't fix things if you're always blaming other people. And it's hard to be persuasive when you're always blaming and pointing fingers and not taking ownership. Take the ownership. Be accountable. Take action. What do you need to fix? All the things I've talked about, be accountable. So stop rationalizing, stop blaming, acknowledge your own failures and mistakes. People appreciate that. When I was doing research for Laws of Charisma, people appreciate that you're not perfect, that you'll make mistakes, you might have a few failures. As long as you're learning from them and your setbacks aren't making you a bitter person, it can make a big difference. Negative and bad things will happen to anyone. It's how you deal with those events what you've learned from them, how you've handled them. Great persuaders know how to move on and make the next experience a better one. In fact, great leaders and charismatic people have what's called a crucible, that moment, that experience, that failure. They learn, they grow, it defined them. Didn't make them a victim, it gave them victory. And it's okay to have those, but you can't fix it if you don't know what it is. You can't fix it if you're blaming other people. You can't fix it unless you take ownership and you're accountable for your future. I'm sorry, do you want me to sugarcoat that? (laughs) That's just how it is. So hopefully that answers the question. Pick one of those. Work on a couple of them. I'm telling you, mindset, that's the software to your success. That's the gas to your engine. That's the water to your crops. How many examples do you want here? And it's the one everybody works on last. And I was guilty too. Just go to the seminars, watch these millionaires talk about vision, mindset, goal setting, belief system, thoughts. I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Give me the tools. Give me the tools. And it wasn't happening for me until the day I realized if every successful person, every millionaire talks about these things, these are the tools. These are the most important things. The keys to your success. So there you go. The non-sugar-coated version there. If you want to learn more about success and goals, go to the archives. Podcast 220 talks about that. That's at MaximizeYourInfluence.com. And I also hold the special to the beta version of the 111 sales hacks that I'm adding to every week. There's more than that. Basically, a three to four minute video. Here's the tool. Here's the science. This is how you apply it. Having a lot of fun doing that. Check the link out at MaximizeYourInfluence.com. Check us out under Maximize Your Influence on iTunes, YouTube, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Work on your mindset. Learn to persuade yourself. Learn to take control of your mind. Don't let your mind control you. And you'll be able to persuade yourself. And as you know, you'll be able to persuade with power.